Hi, everyone. Thank you for listening to our new episode of the Service at Gist podcast. My name is Trisha Kirpalani, and I will be your host. I am a part of the Service Council, and I lead the Women's Network and the International Women's Day Committee. The month of March was filled with events that strive to break the bias. Today with me, I have Emily and Kat. Hi. Hi, everyone. Um, do you want to introduce yourselves and the clubs you work with? Yeah, sure. So, hi, everyone. My name is Kat Roaring. I am a sophomore, and I am one of the Code Red officers. Um, Code Red is a service club um, aimed to empower young girls to not be limited by their body's natural cycle. Um, I joined Code Red in my freshman year of high school, um, and I joined Code Red because I feel that menstruation is such a taboo topic and it's definitely not something brought upon to everyone um especially in the lower class community you could say like in the poverty sort of area and so I kind of wanted to um like shed more light and just spread awareness of the period struggles that many women around the world face and just to like share compassion with everyone who shares the same um passion as me so yeah it's really nice to meet all of you yeah, and hi, my name's Emily Teo. I'm part of the Service Council, as Trisha is the Women's Network Leader. I'm the Environmental Network Leader, and I'm really passionate about the environment. So I'm in two environmental clubs, one of them being the Global Issues Network, JIN, where we work with different SDGs and, yeah, and also Stop Trash Burning, where we try and locate the different trash sites here in Indonesia and see what we can do about them and propose sustainable issues. That sounds amazing. I'm also a part of the Global Issues Network. And next year, Kat, I'm so excited to work uh, with you for Code Red. Yes. Yes, I'm really excited to work with you too, Trisha. I'm sure you have a lot of ideas in mind. And so, yeah, I I can't wait to hear what they are. Yes, and same. So today I invited the two of you to recap what exactly happened during International Women's Month at GIS. We had so many events and we truly built a foundation for future years to come. Mm-hmm. So let's just dump, jump right into it. So our first event was on Tuesday, March 1st, and we invited STAND, which is a club entitled Students and Teachers Allied Against the Normalization of Discrimination. What did you guys think of that talk? I think it was definitely really worth hearing, especially um, since the guest speakers are actually students themselves. So you could kind of, from their stories, you can kind of understand their perspective because um as a student you know you don't really you don't really know what's going on in other students lives and so after Mm -hmm. um their little talk about discrimination I know there was um some talks about sexism and um homophobia and I think racism um it kind of just you know made me open my eyes more and just made me more mindful of the discrimination that's around me and um, how it's so it's so concealed like we don't realize that there's actually so much discrimination around us um, but it also just builds like 
empathy towards other people um, because, you know, you stand with them and um, you just want to fight against this discrimination. So I, I thought it was really worth hearing. And I thought I thought the presentation was great. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. And, you know, all of these students were students whom I've had, like, multiple interactions with. I have class with them. And when I sit with them, you know, they seem all okay. But mm-hmm. after hearing their stories, every time I look at them in my heart, I'm just like, you're so brave and you're so strong, you know? Right. right. Yeah, and they're just so strong for being able to talk about things that they went through through like in front of a big crowd of people like it was just crazy to watch it was so inspirational yeah for sure and I think one thing that everyone took away was don't judge a book by its cover you can see someone coming to class looking all okay but you really never know what's happening inside them Yes, and on the second day, Wednesday, March 2nd, that day was specifically dedicated to women in business. And Emily, since you did a presentation on behalf of Womanesia, would you like to talk about your thoughts and how it went and share a few personal stories? Yes, of course, I would love to talk about my presentation. The main point of my presentation was achieving gender equality through business opportunities. And I thought that the presentation went really well. I was really happy with everything, but there was a few technical difficulties. If you were there, we apologize, but Mm -hmm. I'm glad that we could just continue on with the presentation. And Mm -hmm. what we basically talked about was some inequalities that women face and the gender pay gap, the challenges that they face. And then we also tried to bring solutions to how we can empower Indonesian businesswomen. And Mm -hmm. honestly, this talk for me was so like, I felt really good about talking about it because my mom is a, she, she works. And I felt that here in Indonesia, a lot of like growing up, a lot of my friends would be confused why my mom would, was working. But Mm -hmm. honestly, like, it just made me feel more comfortable talking about it and realizing that like, it's not weird for women. It, that should be the norm, but the world has made it so it's weird that women work and they believe that women should be only cooking or serving for their family you know yeah or if women do work they're not really like expected to run a household you know they're just expected to have a small business so it's all about like debunking that taboo and that stigma that's around women in business you know yeah and like the presentation I mean I think like that presentation like will only empower more girls to like be proud that they're in business and that they're taking charge and that you know they don't need to listen to the people you know those people who are like no you should be a stay-at-home mom not saying that being a stay-at-home mom is a bad thing no but I'm saying that we've been I guess discriminated against because women work in business um and so and also, I kind of also relate with Emily um, and Emily's mom. My mom also works. And I'm sure that she's gotten a few comments about, oh, why do you work? Why, you know, why don't you just stay at home? But I think the point here is that we should have more women in business. Thank you so much, Kat. And I agree with you completely. Because on the contrary, my mom actually is the one who stays at home. And for the last couple of years, my mom's been wanting to like start a business of her own. But Mm. whenever she talks about it to her friends, or to like her family members, I guess the first thing they say is, Oh, like a small business, right? Like one mm-hmm. on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And this also mm-hmm. comes 
comes to their minds because from a very young age we're wired to think that men go into tech men go into finance men go into more complex fields whereas women just go to marketing or hospitality mm-hmm. you know yeah and i mean like i feel like some people think that women should not you know be involved in like politics and stuff because i feel like they think that like we're like us women are like emotional creatures and that like our emotions will get in the way of like us debating which i think that's that's ridiculous i mean i think we use logic and common sense when we debate i don't really know where they got the thought of we use just like only our emotions to bring up the issue so it's it's quite ironic to me honestly yeah 100% and even if we do we go through something called PMS and it's normal and it's natural and it's hormonal yeah absolutely okay moving on to Friday March 4th I remember this day everyone walked into school and we handed out pink ribbons and it was great the pink (laughs) ribbons symbolized breast cancer awareness and Mm -hmm. Kat you did a talk with perfect fit on menstrual health and hygiene do you want to talk a bit about that yeah, of course. So um, on Friday, March 4th, um, Code Red, the service club I'm in, um, we had um, a guest speaker with us from Perfect Fit. Her name was Miss Shanina. She was um, the head of growth and marketing at Perfect Fit, if I'm not mistaken. And um, in that presentation during lunch, we basically just talked about menstrual hygiene and um, industry sustainability. Because again, I think those two topics, they're not really brought upon like especially here in indonesia because number one um um, menstrual hygiene is very taboo and industry sustainability it's not really i don't think it's really something that's been brought up among schools obviously i don't know that but i think that's just coming from my guess um so we kind of we wanted our audience just to know a little bit about menstrual hygiene and um, we like played a little game with them we played a like true uh true or false game with them where we asked them a question about um, menstrual hygiene and then we um we asked them to like raise their hand if they think it's true or false and honestly the majority of them they were correct and um towards the end of that game i made a point to them um where i said that um, these questions might be very self-explanatory to them like these questions are maybe they just They think these questions are like, well, everyone should know these questions. But Mm -hmm. I made a point to them um, saying how we were fortunate enough as a just community to have received education on periods. Whereas if I asked these questions to um, other girls or women in not such um, privileged communities, obviously they wouldn't have the same answers as us. And then um, regarding the topic of industry, Uh, industry sustainability Um, I kind of had Miss Shanina talk about it because um, Perfect Fit there they are a organization based in Bali um, and they also they recently launched their period proof underwear and so I kind of wanted Miss Shanina to talk about it um, and also just talk about um, you know just to stop using like disposable pads or tampons and how that could you know seriously detriment the environment and how there's you know other alternatives that we can use 100 percent. another thing to point out is if we can't talk about periods because it's so stigmatized how mm-hmm. are we supposed to talk about period problems absolutely in our world, i agree 
a period doesn't only end a sentence. Right. A period ends a girl's education. Right. And I mean, like, part of Code Red's mission, like, we want to give everyone equal opportunity, whether that is um, gaining access to sanitary pads or actually getting, you know, good quality education. I think it's really important that we do spread the idea of equal opportunity because, again, not everyone is fortunate or privileged enough to get an ed- education on periods and industry sustainability. So, yeah, I mean, it's only fair, right? It's only fair if we kind of um, spread that sort of education towards the unprivileged community. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, we always hear about how plastic bags are so bad for the environment. Emily, Mm -hmm. I'm sure a lot of your service clubs are trying to combat plastic waste, but no Mm -hmm. one ever talks about how bad pads are. Think about it. Pads are individually wrapped with plastic and then they come in a plastic packet. And then Mm -hmm. when you buy pads from the supermarket, you get a plastic bag. Right. There's just so much plastic involved with pads and even tampons. Yeah. And like, it's like, it's like, we don't even realize it. Like, we just kind of yeah. buy it. And, you know, we like, we don't think about it. Right. But like, because of this talk, now people are like, oh, you know, like now they're starting to realize, oh, you know, now I realize how much plastic I've actually been using just for my period. Okay. So Monday, March 7th, one day between... I mean, before IWD. <laughs> so, what did we do? Do you guys remember? I remember we had, um, we had the in her shoes walk, and Cat, mm. I saw you walking around the track in yeah. solidarity with all the women who are facing domestic violence, mm-hmm. and I. That was the most beautiful event, seeing. <laughs> So many members of our community walk around mm-hmm. the truck with so much solidarity and so much confidence. Mm-hmm. I could compl- I just felt a sense of empowerment, you know? Oh, and yeah. Absolutely. The pledge board at the end of the walk where everyone had to write down a pledge. Those pledges were so good. I could mm-hmm. tell that everyone had been actually really digesting the content of our oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, I saw one and it was like, I pledge to normalize talking about menstruation and I pledge to not ask for a pad all hush-hush. And mm-hmm. I was like, that's beautiful. I was so happy to see that one. But what were your thoughts? I think, I mean, I love the Solidarity Walk. I mean, I think it's just, it's really enlightening just knowing that there's people around you who want to break the bias and also just to walk with you in solidarity and like the the point you made about the pledge board I thought the pledge board was such a genius idea because I mean like people think like oh like what am I supposed to write on the pledge board but like I tell them I'm like you can write anything like whether that means like oh you pledge to always support women's rights or you pledge to always educate others on periods like whatever it is I mean there's not really like one right or wrong answer and I mean from reading from reading like everyone's pledges like I could see like similarities between like what people wrote um but it's but obviously you know there's different ones but like I think it's it's really cool how we kind of like just have one mission it's to break the bias so I I mean I thought I thought that day was it was definitely you know a good memory to remember (laughs) 
For sure. And we've never done anything like this before. Wow. You know? And I remember as we were walking around the track, um, there, um, the speakers from the committees, the committee mm-hmm. was reading out a few like quotes about mm-hmm. women who had faced forms of violence in Indonesia mm-hmm. recently, like mm-hmm. in the month of February. And I remember one of them was like... Um, on February, I think it was 26th, a woman mm-hmm. got killed by her husband and her mm-hmm. body was found five days later outside her house. Just things like mm-hmm. that, you know. I feel like that set a very dark and serious tone, but it mm-hmm. also motivated, in a way, our members mm-hmm. who are walking to walk with pride, to walk mm-hmm. because they know that they are either women or they support women, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we should always like it shouldn't just be that day. Like it should be every single day where we walk hand in hand, um, knowing that we have each other's backs and that we will always stand up um, with them. Um, And so, yeah, I I absolutely agree with everything that you just said. For sure. But and like I couldn't go to the actual walk because I had my mock exams. But honestly, just looking at pictures and videos from that day, it just looked so inspirational and everyone walking around. It was just amazing to see. Yeah, and finally, our final event on March 8th, we had our Break the Bias talk with Nona Woman and Fun the Flow. So I was actually honored to speak on behalf of Fun the Flow, and Nona Woman is an organization run by two GIS alumni, and they strive to talk about it, to talk about menstruation, to talk about everything that we quote-unquote should not talk about. Mm-hmm. That's what I love about Nona, you know, you go on their Instagram and everything is, is transparent. You will see real blood and they will talk about pads. They will talk about things that we don't talk about, like vaginal rashes or mm-hmm. discomfort. And that's why I guess Fun the Flow in the past and Code Red, of course, have decided to work with Nona because they truly are inspiring. And Absolutely. also whenever we do like talk to Monica and Nicole, who are the owners and founders of Nona, like Kat, don't you get like this whole like woman empowerment oh, yeah. from them? Oh yeah. No, like they are like these two girls right here i mean they're just alumni i mean you're like oh my gosh like they're both just alumni like oh my exactly. gosh like so inspirational like them too but like oh my goodness like i've talked to both of them and like i like kid you not like they are super well spoken like everything that they say that comes out of their mouth you can tell like they've done research and that they're like they're really educated on the topic of periods but they're also like they're very passionate about it like it's not exactly just, you know they're yeah. not just like oh yeah I'm, I'm doing this because like I have to no it's like I'm doing this because I want to and I think that's 100 that's what separates them from a lot of other like social media um like accounts on Instagram yeah and they're advocating because they want change you know oh, yeah they're yeah. tired of being underestimated and, sh- and so should all of us women, you know? Like, mm-hmm. why are we underestimated because of our gender? And that brings us to our traditional morning tea with Nona Woman. So mm-hmm. um, the morning tea event has been happening for many years now at GIS, which was started by our old vice principal, Miss Weemers. And mm-hmm. we kind of just got everyone together. And Irene, another rep from Fund the Flow, um, join Monica from Nona and I, mm-hmm. and we just talked about bias, bias mm-hmm. and 
different fields you know we use this opportunity to go back to basics go back to square one and talk about mm-hmm. what is bias why do we have bias and um my friend irene at fund the flow uh she's also um, the vice president and she holds a officer position Irene has done so much research about bias in general and, you know, conscious bias, unconscious bias and other types of bias. And it was great for her to speak because when she was talking, Monica also had a lot of statistics and a lot of evidence of everything she was saying. So it came together so beautifully, you know. And we, we talked about, for example, um, gender bias in healthcare. One example would be that most studies are done on men and for the mm-hmm. Pfizer vaccine okay I have a question did both of you get Pfizer um I did in the U.S. I got it was it two I got it two times but um those two times I got Pfizer's uh I got a fever yeah it was not yeah the best, I, also got I mean the I, I don't regret it I don't regret taking um <laughs> Pfizer like if you if you can get Pfizer like go get it um I just so happened to get a fever <laughs> But, did yeah. you miss your period or did your like period cramps heighten emily oh, my like period cramps oh. were so 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 bad i get cramps every single time on my cycle but after my vaccine they were like on a new level of terrible mine okay mine the day that i like the same day that i landed in the u.s so i landed in san francisco that same day like i went to go get the vaccine and i think i was like i was like on my heavy day i think i like day two and so I think like like I absolutely like relate with Emily and the vaccine I think like my cramps started to act up and I was like I was I was not feeling it (laughs) definitely not feeling for the um it for the first few days so I absolutely understand Emily truly horrible honestly honestly not was not was not that great (laughs) seriously no joke no yeah I remember Emily we had a meeting and you were like and you were just like Trisha I can't breathe and you were like about to cry and I was like this pain is really not normal like no one should be experiencing this it really is yeah and this is really just because they don't feel the need to test out vaccines on women and look at things like periods you know Or even if they did do it, I guess it just wasn't so important to them, you know? It wasn't mm-hmm. so important to look at how it affects periods, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah, and, like, I feel like, I don't think people, like, realize, like, people who actually, like, seriously have cramps, like, it really, like, it really affects their, like, daily life. I mean, like, kind of, just to go a little bit off topic, I remember, like, once in middle school, I, like, skipped school completely just because of my period cramps. That's insane. So, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I agree with Trisha with kind of, like, how it should be more inclusive, and yeah, they should have tested that vaccine on women and just, like, at least got a sense of, like, how it could actually affect their period. So, I agree with you, Trisha. Thank you. That's that's great to hear. And also, um, do you guys have any recommendations of what people struggling with cramps can do? Because I don't really do anything. I just wait for it to fade, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think as a person who experiences like, like way off the chart, like way off the rooftop cramps, um, I'd say number one, I think try pills. Um, I know like pills have worked for a lot of people so try them first um but personally when i tried pills it 
it didn't really work for me. Um, I don't know why, but maybe, you know, my body just, it just didn't take the pill. Um, but try pill. Mm-hmm. Um, if the pill doesn't work, um, I'd say like, this is what I do and this helps, but like I grab like a Ziploc bag or not. Okay. If you don't have like a Ziploc bag with you nearby, like just grab something that's like relatively heavy. Like if that's like your backpack or something, and then um, just like put it on your stomach because um, I don't know, like when you put something heavy or hot on your stomach, like I find that it like lowers down the pain. Maybe that's, Ooh, just that's me, interesting. But... No, that's yeah. Inter- and what do you do? Yeah, I also take pills, but my pills are usually successful. But mm-hmm. what I do is that I also take a heating pad and mm-hmm. I also like to drink tea. That's usually what I do. I just oh yeah, heating pad until my pills work and then it'll eventually yeah. the pa- the cramps will eventually go away in like 30 minutes but still 30 minutes of pain not oh good. really 30 minutes oh i'm my cramps will last a few days <laughs> if i take pills then it'll take 30 minutes but if i don't it will last forever i swear there's they're yeah never- and i think like it's like a struggle especially like when you're like like in public or like when you're oh, like, class, you're like you can't public. really right yeah. like you can't really do anything like you can't just be like oh hey can i just go to the new like shop nearby and go grab like a pill or something like no like it's kind of like you just have to sit there yeah, you and have to deal, deal with it, it which is really yeah. sucky but yeah, it, it, yeah. It's, it's a constant struggle for us women Seriously, yeah completely though. and I agree because it is a constant struggle you know it happens to us 12 times a year and that is a lot and okay so we're running short on time so I'm gonna quickly recap everything else so another yeah. thing that we did was um, I wrote an article for the Jakarta Post so you all should check that out and it should be published soon we will make an announcement on the uh, Service Council Instagram account we did that to wrap up our week and also at the end of the month we had a code red webinar Kat can you quickly give us a few details about the webinar not too many since we're really short on time <laughs> yeah, yeah no worries yeah. I'll, I'll make it quick and short okay. so um this webinar um code red wanted to invite some guest speakers so in total we have three um mm-hmm. so we have one from nona woman we actually have nicole as one of our guest speakers and then one exciting. of them is... yes <laughs> really exciting um and then we have one from perfect fit um but this time we have miss tungadewi um, who is the co-founder and CEO of Perfect Fit. Um, and then we have uh, Ms. Doris, who is a CEO of Royal Progress Hospital. And basically in that webinar, we kind of wanted to bring those like really powerful like women figures, especially um, like, for example, like Ms. Doris, like she works like, you know, in the sort of medicine field where it's like very dominated by men. Um, but we I kind love of- that. Yeah, and we kind of wanted to bring all of them together to discuss um, about how their job will help us to learn more about periods. Because, I mean, like, Nona Women, they're, like, heavily focused on social media and Perfect Fit. They are a organization based in Bali, so they work with mostly local communities. And then we have, like, more, like, hospital-based, you know, treating their patients. So, like, you kind of get a whole variety of how these jobs um, will help us um, to learn more about periods. So that's basically the gist of our webinar. And it's, um, it's happening tomorrow. So I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm um, excited for you. And you guys put so much hard work into it. 
and oh, yeah. I hope everything goes well. And so good luck for tomorrow. And thank right you. Before we close, I have a question just to follow up Roberto and Kieran's um, discussion. Do we prefer almond milk or oat milk? <laughs> almond. Oh, no. Almond um, milk. Mm. I'm an almond milk lover. Do um, I I'm not sure. I don't. I don't really think of this question. Honestly, whatever, like whatever people give me, I like I'll just I'll just take it. Cat, um, <laughs> I love that. No, I mean like I don't know. Me. I guess I guess I never really thought about it. Oat oat milk and almond milk. I don't know. Uh, or do you prefer normal milk? Oh uh, yeah. Is there like a specific type of milk you like that's like not oat or almond? What's your uh, go-to milk? Uh, I don't know. I. Fair. Fair. Hmm. Milk is good, honestly. Milk is really good. <laughs> but for me, it's oat milk. I have made the switch and I am dedicated to oat milk. Oat milk <laughs> is just so thick and so creamy and it's so good. And Trisha has betrayed me. She's the biggest <laughs> milk fan and has now betrayed me. So if you are team almond milk, I love you. <laughs> no, if you like oat milk, I love you. And you know what? If you're like dead center in the middle like me, well then, you know, let, let's be friends because I really, I really don't have a preference. Whatever people give me, I'll just take it. That's like me with cake. It's like, do you want cake? What flavor? And I'm like, no, whatever you give me is fine. Or I can eat like multiple <laughs> I'll take flavors. anything. I'll take anything. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like, I mean, it's free food. Like come on now (laughs) who wouldn't want free food yeah i can't think of anyone but anyways we need to wrap this up so i just want to say that one thing if you prefer oat milk you're my friend but (laughs) second thing thank you kat and thank you emily for joining me today and thank you for all of your hard work emily thank you for all the social media stuff you did kat thank you for pulling together a beautiful presentation and i also want to shout out everyone who was a part of the committee and everyone who had a fundraiser and also just everyone from tech to students to teachers who were involved. It was a beautiful International Women's Day. And if you have any questions or how to get involved next year, you can always DM service at GIS. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much for Thank listening. You. Thank you. Have a good day, everyone. You too. Bye. Bye.